Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Amen. We just lift up the name of Jesus today. God is good, and His mercy endures forever. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the book of Proverbs. And uh, we're going to go be looking in uh, chapter number 6 and begin reading in verse number 6 down through uh, verse 11. And uh, this scripture uh, just was just on my heart and on my mind. And uh, I, I looked up, I read more about ants uh, today than I think I have probably in, than I did in school. I won't give you all the facts, but we're going to talk a little bit today. Uh, today we're going to contrast the difference in an ant and a slug. Because I think uh, there, there are some drastic differences, and God wants us to be like one and not like the other. Amen? So uh, let's just begin to, to look. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the anointing uh, that is in the house today. I thank you for your grace, your mercy. Thank you for bringing us together to worship. I pray today that you would open our hearts. You would open our minds. Lord, you would anoint your word. Father, anoint your servant to speak your word and let our ears hear, our heart receive. And we declare today that you challenge us in Jesus' name. Everybody said. Amen. Amen. You know what? Before we get started, as we're praying, I want us to just say a special prayer. Uh, Brother Joe Rogers' uh, grandfather, uh, Mr. Swindale, went to be with the Lord uh, this past week, and uh, his funeral is this afternoon. And so uh, I want to pray for, for his family, of course, Grandma and uh, Debbie and Jeff, and just all of that family today uh, that the Holy Spirit would comfort them. Can we do that? So, Father, we just send your grace and your love. Uh, Lord, to these families today, I just ask you to wrap your arms of strength and comfort around them. Father, just today, let your word, Father, let your, the, the joy of the Lord be this family's strength. Father, minister grace and comfort to them. And we pray, Lord, every word spoken this afternoon would just bring you glory, Grandpa glory, and Father, you just comfort the family. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse number 6 through verse 11. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Observe her ways and be wise. Which having no chief, officer, or ruler, prepares her food in the summer and gathers her provision in the harvest. How long will you lie down, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and your poverty will come in like a vagabond. How long will we sleep? How long will we be lazy? How long will we we be neglectful? How long will we procrastinate? I mean, I, you know, I've never, I'm not a big procrastinator. I just don't see why I should do today what I can put off till tomorrow. <laughs> but how many know sometime tomorrow doesn't come? And sometime when you wake up, tomorrow is a different day. Who would have ever dreamed or thought? Or I mean, we had no idea. We were living life. We were going on. Everything was wonderful. And then all of a sudden, everything came to a halt. Oh, if I need anything, I'll just run to Walmart. I'll just go to the gas station. I'll just flip my lights on and I'll just turn my water on. But all of a sudden, many lost all of that. And thank God for those of you who didn't. How many of you were out of electricity this week? Wow, about half of you. How many lost water? Yeah, yeah, man. See, wasn't that fun? It was cold. People were melting snow. I didn't melt snow. We just made snow ice cream. 
They say when, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Hey, snow, we made snow ice cream. Is it me? Uh. Uno momento. There we go. How's that? Is that better? All right. All of a sudden, life came to a halt, and uh, we many were prepared. I don't know if anybody remembers, because I'm not sure if you ever listen when I preach. But does anyone happen to remember? Any time in the last six months or year, I kept saying, I think we need to be prepared. I feel like something's coming. I think we need to gather a little food. Get you some extra water. Do Does anybody remember me saying anything like that? How did you do? Were you ready? Did you have plenty of toilet paper? I saw on Facebook said I finally had toilet paper but no toilet water. <laughs> Did you have plenty of water to drink? See, some of us were prepared because I felt like something was coming. And I have to tell you today, I don't think that was it. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I think it was just a test. I think the Lord was saying, I wanted just you to see what it would be like. Feel like there's more trouble coming. I don't know what and I don't know when. I, I don't know anything. I just feel like there's some, I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, be prepared. And as I was thinking that, I felt like the Holy Spirit was going to say, consider the ant. Look at the ant. I begin to look at that and to contrast it. When the Bible says, look at the ant, do like the ant. Be, take, take wisdom from the ant. Don't be like the sluggard. Because there were many unprepared. I'm so thankful I took my own advice. I was stocked up, plenty of water, plenty of food. I had one day all of a sudden woke up and I told my wife, I've got to buy a generator. I went out and found one. This has been a long time ago. It's just been sitting in the garage in a box. I started filling every gas can forever ago. I had, I don't know how much gas. And then in a moment, everything was gone. Was it fun getting up in the middle of the night, going out there zero temperature and filling that generator up? No, it wasn't. But every time I did, I said, Lord, I thank you that I listened to you. Thank you that I was prepared. Thank you. I had a, had a nice big kerosene heater. Not a lick of kerosene. Guess what pastor's going to be buying as soon as it hits the shelves? I searched. I couldn't even find it on Amazon. They said they'd deliver it in about two weeks. I thought, what's good that do me today? Brother George had a, had a little heater that you twist and screw onto a, a, a propane bottle. We loaned that to Sister Donna for a little bit. After the last day. You know, I said, here's what it does. You do everything you can. And I knew it would happen. Finally, when you do everything you can, and then the electricity comes back on. I learned my lesson on that, though, because it was in the middle of the night. We were laying there in bed. I turned all the lights on. That way, when it did come on, the lights would come on. So we're laying there in bed in the middle of the night, and pow, the lights come on. Woohoo! I jumped up, put on my clothes and coveralls, go out there in the snow in the middle of the night, unhook all the generator, turn it off, hook everything back in electricity, came back, crawled in bed, and as soon as I lay down, the electricity went off again. I got back up, went back outside, cranked up the generator. No, it didn't come back on for two more days. Thank God for the generator. Because that generator, for three days, ran three heaters that kept my boats warm. My wife was cold, but my boats were warm. 
I mean, you got to have your priorities right. I've got somebody coming this week to buy that boat, and I couldn't take a chance on those motors freezing. And every time I went out there, I said, Lord, I thank you that I had enough sense to listen to you and go buy a generator. And as soon as it, they come back in stock, I'm going to go buy a bigger one. So next time, I can heat my house, keep my wife and my boat warm. I'm just playing, but that's the truth. Thank God. But I just want to know, I just want to know how prepared were you? Because it could have been dangerous. I could have lost everything, everything. I, I mean, everything around our house is frozen. I've got pumps frozen. I've got all kind of lines frozen. Everything. Listen, we don't know the aftermath of all this. The snow was one thing. This next week, woo, all of our plumbers going to be blessed. Y'all been praying for work? You're about to get it. Come on now. Pray for the plumbers. So let's just talk about for a minute. Were, were you an ant or were you a sluggard? Because there's many people that said, I, I, I'm the pastor. I've heard you and I've heard you and I've heard you. But I didn't. I kept thinking, I'll do that someday. But every time you went to the grocery store, did you pick up an extra case of water? Did you buy that extra roll of toilet paper? Did you get those cans of tuna fish? And did you have, were, were you prepared? Were you able to sit back this week and just relax because you had prepared? Or were you freaking out? I think there's more coming. Probably may not be with snow and ice and things like that, but I don't think it'll be the last time you're going to lose electricity. I don't know what's coming. I do know Jesus is coming. And if you were stressed out over water, food, gasoline, heat, and all that, how much more are you going to be concerned when Jesus comes if you miss it? The English word for sluggard comes from the word slug, which is a slimy creature that's found in places of high humidity. It's a worm-like, and it sometimes can have a shell, sometimes it doesn't have a shell. When a person is called a slug, it's usually because he likes easy money, easy lifestyle. They're lazy. They take advantage of the misfortune of others. (laughs) I was laying there one night, I just... About 1 o'clock in the morning, I set my alarm, went out, filled the generator up, come back, and lay down. And once you wake up like that, it's hard to go to sleep. And so I was scrolling through Facebook, and some guy put a generator on for sale. He said, I drove two hours to get this generator. Who wants it? Highest bidder. Put a big high price on it. I read for probably 15 minutes the comments. I mean, everybody was crucifying this man. They found out where he worked, the business he owned. They put the link on. Everybody started going to the link and giving bad reviews until they wiped his business review out. Because that man was trying to take advantage of a situation and make some money, I would not want to be him. Is there anything wrong with making extra money? But in bad situations to take advantage of people, price gouging, number one, is illegal. It's not right. Taking advantage of the misfortune of others, that's a slug. Slugs retreat into their shells and they hide under a rock when danger comes. Slugs have no backbone. They're scared little, they're, they're scared little slimy creatures. But God has not called us to be slimy. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be slimy. Don't be a slime ball. Come on. God has not called us to be spineless, boneless. He's not called us to hide. He has said that he has given us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Woo, I'm not a slug. This is what's said about a person that's slimy. A slug. They're not trustworthy. They lie, they cheat, they manipulate every situation to come out on top. They don't like losing and they'll win at any cost. Slugs move by crawling, swimming, or floating with the currents. They just go with the flow. They just go with the times. Who, who, who? They just get on any bandwagon that's moving. 
Slugs move about 23 inches an hour. <laughs> it's about the same speed some people get up and get ready for church on Sunday morning. Wherever the snail goes or slug, it leaves a trail of slime. I tell you, you can just see where some folks have been. You can see the aftermath of their sliminess. And when you pick them up, they just feel good. You ever touch a slug and what's your reaction? Ew. That's how it is when you get around people like that. It just, they don't feel good. They eat decaying plants. They like rotten stuff. God's called us to feed upon the Word of God, which is alive. Amen. I don't want to eat nothing dead. Amen. That's what the buzzards do. I want to eat the living Word of God that brings life. I don't want to feed on decaying things. Hebrews says 4 and 4, 12, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than two-edged sword. Amen. God has given us a weapon to fight. Now, with slugs, all you got to do is pour a little salt on them. And I'm telling you, the devil's got plenty of salt that he wants to pour on you. He wants to try to shrivel you up. And if you're slimy, it'll get you. Oh, but I'm telling you, if you're good, salt just preserves you. Come on. Salt, if, but if the salt's lost its savor, it's no good anymore. Come on. Slugs are nocturnal animals. They're more active at night. Sluggers like to sleep during the day while other people are working and party all night. Then they're too tired to get up and go to work. Some people are too tired to get up and come to church today because they stayed up all night. On Facebook. Playing. Sluggers expect everybody else to do the work. Verse 9 says, how long will you sleep, old sluggard? And how, when will you arise out of your sleep? Their attitude is a little sleep, a little slumber, a little dozing off, a little folding of the hands. Come on, just give me a little bit more beauty rest. Their attitude is, come on, just give me five more minutes. Let me just have a nap. He said, while they're sleeping, they're coming to poverty. Somebody say, I don't want to be a slug. Sluggers are always dreaming of wealth, but end up poor because they'd rather sleep than work. Proverbs 13, 4 says, the soul of the slugger desires, but has nothing. Hebrews 6, 12 says, not to be slothful or lazy, but be followers of him through faith. That we have patience, we inherit the promise. But the slugger always has a good excuse. How many heard the excuses? Proverbs 26, 3 says, I can't go to work. There's a lion in the street. He puts his hand on his belly, but is too tired to bring it to his mouth again. Proverbs 20, verse 4 says, he will not plow because it's cold. You ever heard people say, you tell them to get a job, oh, there's no jobs out there. There's, I see job drive all over, I see signs all over, it says we'll work for, you know, not, no, not, I see probably we'll work for, but I've stopped and asked the people I had a job for you, but they didn't want it. I see job, I see signs all over, it's help wanted, people need work. Had a friend one time, or a man I knew, desperate, family about to lose his home. Losing everything, no food, no money, no anything. And he had a job offer. And he called me and says, I just can't take it. I got a job offer to go work for this company. But it's cleaning out septic tanks. And that's just below me. So poverty's not below you. Hungry family's not below you. Being homeless is not. But you can't go clean out a septic tank? If my mama, if my mama, if my mama, my daddy, my children, my wife, if you are hungry, I'll go clean it out with my bare hands. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. But the sluggard won't. He'll have an excuse why he can't do it. 
My legs hurt. My back hurts. My head hurts. But the ant. Come on, somebody say, I'm not a sluggard. I'm not a slug. I'm not slimy. I'm not lazy. Come on, we're going to be an ant. What's the ant? Let's talk about the ants. We talked about the slug. Let's talk about the ants. Ants are members of their their family. They're social insects and they live in colonies. They understand that you can't get anything done by yourself. It's good. Many hands make a light load. And if you got six legs, it's even better. The tiny ant, he said, he's an example to the sluggard. Are you an example to the sluggard? Or are you the sluggard? I want to be the example. I want to be the one that people look at and go, that's the way I want to do it. That's the work ethic I want to have. That's the desire. That's the sacrifice. He'll do whatever it takes to feed his family. The tiny ant is the hardest working of all insects. And we're told to use it as an example. Paul told Timothy, he said, don't let people despise your youth. Be an example to the believers in word and conversation, in love and spirit and faith and in purity. Listen, God has called us as the church of Jesus Christ. People should look at us and go, that's the way that success comes. Because they do it, they do it right, they do it with a good attitude, they do it out of love, and they're not afraid to work. Tiny ant, it doesn't, doesn't need someone pushing it to do anything. You never have to wake the ant up and say, go to work. You never have to encourage the ant to do what it's called to do. It's instinct. She provides her food in the summer. She gathers her supplies in harvest time because she knows winter's coming. She knows trouble's coming. She knows uh, this is the day the sun is shining. The rain is falling. Things are green. I've got to gather because there's coming a time I won't have opportunity to gather. And out of instinct, she begins to provide. We've been created. The Bible declares that we're created to have fellowship with our creator. Amen. Nobody should have to tell us to draw nigh to God. Nobody should have to beg us to come to church. Nobody should have to beg us to read our Bible or to pray. Amen. As a believer, it should be in our instinct that I want to do what God has designed me to do. I'm not a slimy slug. We've been created to worship, created to praise. Hey, I mean, nobody should tell us. Have to say, come on, raise your hands, clap your hands. I mean, we should just be so grateful. Hey, I mean, that we come into His presence and we just explode with worship and honor. Hebrews thirteen five says, "Let us therefore offer sacrifice of praise to God continually, that the fruit of our lips give thanks to His name." Hey, I mean, that should be in our nature. It's just what we do. God said, I mean, that He wants us to walk with Him. Walk in light. Don't walk in darkness. Alex and Anthony, here's your good fact right here. Ants can lift 20 times their own body weight. Man, I wish I was like an ant. These guys are getting pretty close, though. They can lift 20 times. You ever seen a little ant? carrying a big old crumb you can't even see the ant you just see this crumb just moving across the, like what in the world it'd be like us picking a big up huge boat I'd be picking up this podium right here putting it on my back and carrying it it takes two or three of us to carry this thing down or one Marcello. God's given us the ability to carry one another's burdens. They're working together. They know they all have a job. 
They've got a colony. They've got a mound. Amen. Each one has their design. Each one has their job. And everybody, and the, the ants are not all fighting going, I don't like that job. I want another job. Why does he get to do that and i got to do this? They just do what they're designed to do and the job gets done. They learn to work together in community. The abdomen of the ant, the ant has two stomachs. How many knew that? Did you know that? The ant has two stomachs. Now why in the world do you need two stomachs? One stomach holds the food for itself. And the second stomach is to be shared with the other ants. People are so concerned. See, sluggards are only concerned with what they can get. They're they're concerned about me. What can I do? And if they take advantage of somebody else, it's okay. If they hurt somebody else, as long as I got mine. Oh, but listen, the Bible says consider the ant. I mean, they got God created them. Yes, they need a stomach. Yes, you got to take care of yourself. Yes, you need to take care of your family. Yes, you need to feed your children. But God also wants you to be mindful of those around you that are in need. And have a little bit. Save a little bit. Be willing to give a little bit to somebody else. Be a blessing to somebody else. During their growth stage, the immature ants are fed, cleaned, and attended by the adult workers. But many times as Christians, we just leave our baby Christians out to fend for themselves. And they starve. They die. Because nobody's willing to take the time to help feed them the Word of God. To help raise them. And they, they make mistakes. And instead of going to them and ministering to them and picking them up and helping them. Amen. We just kick them out. Oh, but the ant. Consider. Consider the ant. They're willing to feed. To nurture. They, the, the ants until they get up and are able and strong enough to take their position. I want to learn from that. Amen. They fight to the death to protect themselves and the young in their homes. How far will we go to protect those that we love? What were we willing to do? During this time to help our family, what were we willing to do? Each colony of ants has its own smell. Now, I didn't know this. Each colony has its own smell. In this way, intruders can be recognized immediately. Oh, God, give us, give us senses. I'm telling you, the church has a smell and the devil has a smell. Come on. Amen. Let us be wise enough that when the devil tries to come in, all of a sudden we go, I smell a rat. Come on now. Don't let the devil sneak in your house. Don't let the devil, amen, sneak into your kids. Come on, get your smellers fixed. Know what smells are. Huh? Some of y'all need to learn some smells. There's some smells coming out of your kid's room and your kids are saying, oh, mom, that's a breeze. That's incense. If your kids are burning incense and spraying for breeze, you might need to look for another smell. Need to learn your smells. Can I get an Amen. I went to John Tyler in the 80s. I know my smells. Listen, God has given us a spirit of discernment. In fact, 1 Corinthians says, But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness. Neither can they know them because they're spiritually discerned. But he that is a spiritual judge of all things, yet he himself is judged by no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. 
Come on. When you have the mind of Christ, when you've been in the Word, when you've been praying, the devil's not going to deceive you. I mean, when the, listen, people that work at the bank, they don't play with counterfeit money. They deal with the real thing. And when a counterfeit comes along, they know it. We need to learn. We need to consider. There's many ants, the, the, the common, the red ant, the fire ant. How many knows what the fire ant does? Come on. Leave you a little whip, a little blister. That's their defense mechanism. But the Lord has given us the sword of the Spirit. Amen. We can conquer. Amen. The Lord has given us a weapon. He has given us something to defend ourselves. Amen. Listen, every one, every ant has a definite job. The job of the queen is to lay eggs. The worker ants look after the eggs. And they look after the food. They look after the young. They defend the nest from unwanted visitors. Some worker ants are given the job of taking the rubbish from the nest and putting it outside in a special rubbish dump. Come on. Somebody says, I don't want to to be a, a trash man. Thank God for the trash men. Be nice to your trash man. Say thankful to your trash man. I give mine Cokes and Dr. Peppers and all kind of stuff. You know why? Because I overflow my cans all the time. And it's a big job. Thank God for them. My back porch has been piled up because it's too cold, too snowy, too icy. Cans frozen up. So I've just been tying them up and throwing them out the back door. They were all piled up. Finally had to get out there yesterday. Load them all up. Tomorrow, I'll get them all out to the road. You know what? Listen, thank God for those who work hard to keep our city clean. Don't look down. Number one, they make more money than me. How am I going to look down on them? (laughs) They got a good job. Did you know they have benefits and retirement and insurance? It's more than I got. Come on. Free shoes. <laughs> and they get to ride on a truck. How fun is that? No, listen. I, I'm, I'm being serious. I appreciate our work. Thank God. Yes, I complained about being out of electricity. But you know what? I also prayed for those guys because I have friends that work for electric companies. That they're the ones out working on the power lines. I mean, one touch. And their life is lost. It's no serious. no laughing matter. I mean, these people were out there. Yes, we were out of water. But what about those guys that were out there working at zero degrees trying to fix those water breaks? It's easy to complain. But did anybody pray for them? Yeah. It's just kind of like voting. I vote because then I have a right to gripe. Huh? They don't like it. People that, that, that all, the, all the time complain. I say, did you vote? No. Well, then you have no right to say nothing. If you didn't take part, <laughs> same way. Don't complain about them until you've prayed for them. Until you've helped make their job easier instead of harder. Let's be a blessing. What time is it? I don't have a clock, see, so I'm just going to preach till I'm done. Listen, we're all members. Thank God for that little ant. Their job is to take the rubbish. Listen, they'll bring the seed in. One ant brings the seed in. Another ant will get the husk off of it. The other ant will take it into the, the mound. If it's wet, they'll take it back to the top and put it in the sun to dry and then take it back. Listen, God has designed them, amen, with some sense. How much sense do they have? An ant brain has about 250,000 brain cells. A human brain has 10 million brain cells. So a colony of 40,000 ants has the same brain size as a human. Yeah. Yeah, Pastor, what am you saying? I'm saying next time you go look at a big ant mound, you look down and go... Yeah, they're smarter than me. They have more. They have more sense than I do. They've got more brain cells. Now, some of you have lost some brain cells in your lifetime. 
I say to you, stop doing things that are killing brain cells. Fred Sanford told Esther. <laughs> now it was Esther told Fred. He was blowing his nose. She said, Fred, you better stop doing that before you blow something out of your head you need. <laughs> Fred said, Esther, you so ugly, I'll stick your face in some cookie dough and make monster cookies. I love that show. The ant has two eyes. Each eye is made up of many smaller eyes. They have a wide view of the world. Some of you are so narrow-minded. Some of you, are, you don't have no sin. You have no vision. You can't see anything except what's right before you. you. You have no vision for future. You can't see things that are ahead. You're just looking down. I'm telling you, get a bigger view. Open your eyes wider. Begin to look and see that there's needs in the world. And begin to put your gifts and talents to use. Open your eyes and say, God, show me what you have for me in the future. Show me what to do to prepare. Show me how to be a blessing to my family. Show me what you want to do in my life. Come on, get a bigger view of the world. Open your eyes. The sluggard closes his eyes and sleeps when he should be working and then gets up and complains because there's no food in the house and because he don't have no money to pay his bills and then wants somebody else that worked to do it. But it's going to be like the virgins. You know, there were ten of them. Same amounts probably left in the world today. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. A lot of good, holy, holy people. But pastor did say that's why Jesus came way back then. Because he was easier to find one. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what I heard. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Don't send me no letters or emails. It was a joke. What was I even talking about? Thank you. They were all virgins. They all had lamps. The lamps all had wicks. They were all full of oil at one time. But then they began to live life. And five didn't keep a watch on the oil gauge. Has anybody ever been driving down the road and all of a sudden you hear this beeping sound? And you go, I wonder what that is. And then you look down and you see this light shining. And then you see this needle down here on E. And you go, how did that happen? It's because we didn't pay attention. It's because each time we got in the car, we didn't look. And when it was on half, we didn't go ahead and fill it up. We kept thinking, I can go another mile. See, I like to go by the, uh, you know, the little computer that says so many miles to empty. I want to know, is that correct? Can I run that thing down to zero and still be going? Yeah. Well, I don't trust it. My brother always said it costs the same amount of money to keep your tank full than it does to run on empty. So I've kept mine full. I've tried to do that. But the five virgins, they still had the lamp, but they had no oil. And the cry went out. The bridegroom comes. It's time to take your journey. And the, the five lit their lamps so that they could see. And the other five said, oh no, our lamps are out. The time has come. The snow has come. What are we going to do? I know. Give us some of yours. And the five wise said, no. We don't know how far the journey is. We don't know how long it's going to take us to get there. We're not sure if we're going to have enough. We don't, we're not going to share. And so then they frantically went out to look and find, like many of you went out to look and find milk and eggs and gas and diapers. Adult size? 
our baby. <laughs> that was a joke. For the grandbaby. Either one would have been bad to be without. And then they went out to go find some. And while they were looking, the bridegroom came and they were left. So will it be with the coming of the Lord. This morning, some of you will hear, hear my voice, heed my call. Amen. As I continue to say, get ready, get ready. Something is coming. Amen. I don't know what or why, but I do know one day Antichrist will rise. I know one day trouble will come on the world. Do you realize? Amen. The Bible says when you see earthquakes, when you see uh, 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 all these floods, when you see all these things, look up. Your redemption draws nigh. And in the last year, we have had a record pandemic, a record flood, record cold, record fire. Amen. I don't know what record we're going to set next, but I know it's time to stop being a sluggard and it's time to take wisdom from the ant and get ready. It takes hard work. It takes determination to be like the ant. It's easy. To sit in the recliner. It's easy to say I'll do it tomorrow. But when you wake up and the electricity is off. And there's no water. Amen. It's so nice to walk to the cupboard and get water. It's nice to hook up the generator. It's nice to turn on a fire. It's nice to be able to cook and not have to worry. It's nice to have plenty of gas. It's not. You know what? But it was preparation over the entire last year. Now. What am I going to do? I'm going to replenish my gas. Get more propane. I'm going to add more tanks. I'm going to get another bigger generator. I'm going to, little by little, just, I can't do it all at once. How many of you lost power and, and, and your cell phone went dead? Now, let me ask you this. How many sat in your car with it running to charge your cell phone? There you go. Listen, I can be a lot of things, but I'm not going to be without my cell phone. I had no worries. I bought batteries. Big old thick battery with a solar panel on it. Rechargeable. Charge my cell phone up the whole time. When it's dead, just go set it in the window. Then when I got out my car, I put it in there. Amazon. $19.99. 29 I don't remember how much it was. Get yourself on. Then the next thing I just told my wife, because you know, when we have these things, you realize stuff. See, my TV went off. I didn't, you know, so all of a sudden we're looking at my phone, but all of a sudden I thought, you know what? I want a radio. Battery powered. Just I'm going to put it in my closet with some batteries. At least I can get some news. I can hear something. So I want to get me a radio. I'm going to get some kerosene when that come, becomes available again. I'm going to keep buying water, keep buying food. You know what you say? I don't have them. Every time you go to the grocery store, you just pick up one extra can of chicken noodle. And over time, I don't think it's, nothing's going to happen next week. I trust and pray, dear Lord, no. But someday this world is going to go into chaos. We see how quickly climates can change politically. We see how quickly things can change Weather-wise, we see how quickly things. I'm telling you, our 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 uh, power systems and all that—they're vulnerable. There's cyber warfare. We have countries that hate us that would love to do damage. Yet, with everything that's happened, here we are this morning. We're sitting in the house of God. Got a little water on the floor. No big deal. The heat's on. The lights are on. But this week, in Belarus, the government came in with soldiers into the church, arrested the pastor, arrested all of the members, locked the doors, and took control of the building. 
It's happening in China. It's happening all over the world. There is an attack up on the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's an attack on the church of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, we're not going to be exempt here in the United States. Something's coming, church. Let's get ready. Do not be a sluggard. Don't be a slug. Be an ant. Let's consider her ways and let's be wise. It takes hard work and determination to be like an ant. Let us learn from this little creature. Let's use our abilities and our talents and everything we can for the kingdom of God. Let's work together. Let's help one another. Let's get both stomachs full. Huh? Now let me ask you this. This is another thing that we really haven't talked about much. Let's talk about just for 10 seconds. What about money? All you millennials don't even carry cash. Y'all do everything through Venmo and a bank card. Don't y'all, some of y'all, most of y'all don't even know how to write a check. Guess what? Banks were closed. When the electricity went off, the ATM, ATM machine didn't work. How do you survive? Put you a little something back. In your cupboard, go ahead and put you some change, some quarters, a five, a ten. Save a little bit of money. Get you a little bit of something that if you had to, you could go next door to your neighbor and go, Hey, I'll give you five dollars for two eggs. I don't know what, I just know, don't we need to use wisdom? So let's think about everything. Let's have what we need for our cars. Let's have what we need for for our food, what we need for our children, what we need for warmth. I'm going to get me one of them little heaters, Donna. I'm going to get me one of them that you hook to a propane. Everything else go out. I got my propane bottle. I can get in the closet with my little heater and survive. I'm going to buy one of them. Listen, listen, let's start preparing. Let's be an ant, not a sluggard. But more than all of that, let's prepare for Jesus to come. You can be prepared for everything in the world, but every second someone goes out into eternity to meet God. You don't have to be old to die. People are having heart attacks. People are having car accidents. People are, something happens all the time. People every second are going out into eternity. And then the Bible says every man small and great is going to stand before God and give an account for his life. No excuse is going to work. Nothing you've done on this earth, good, is going to get you in. Your family, your money, your fame. The Bible says there's a book of life that's going to be opened. And every name that's found in that book, he'll say, enter in, my good and faithful servant, to the joys of the Lord. But for those who are not found in that book, he's going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you. You have this life. To prepare. Pastor, how do I get my name in that book? The Bible says if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, we would be saved. Gee, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. When you acknowledge, when you accept, when you receive that gift of salvation and Jesus into your life, that name is sealed until the day of redemption. Are you prepared? If you're not prepared, let's do it right now. Those of you in the building, pray with me. Those of you at home, pray with me. You can be prepared for every other disaster, but if you're not prepared for eternity, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world 
and lose his soul. Today's the day to give your heart to Christ. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I want to be ready. I want to consider the ant. I don't want to be a sluggard. Maybe I've put this decision off many years. But today is the day of salvation for me. Jesus, I acknowledge, I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He died on a cross for me. He paid the penalty for my sin. He rose again. Ascended to heaven. He's preparing a place for me. He's coming back to get me. I want to be prepared. Jesus, forgive me of all of my sins. I confess I'm a sinner. I need the gift of salvation. I repent. I turn from my wicked ways. I'll follow you. I receive Jesus Christ into my life as my Lord, as my Savior, as my friend. From this day forward, I will follow Jesus. I'll prepare. I'll share the good news with others. Jesus, thank you for writing my name in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you for blotting out my sins. They're covered. They're forgiven. I'm a child of God on my way to heaven. I'm wise like the ant. I'm prepared for eternity. Now give me wisdom to prepare on earth for things coming. Help me be ready. Father, I just declare today over all your people here in the building, those at home. Father, let us just consider today. Ask ourselves, have I been a sluggard or have I been diligent? Lord, let us be truthful and let us change if we've been sluggards. Let us prepare our house, prepare our homes, prepare our finances, prepare our children. And Lord, if you come before that day of trouble comes, thank you, Jesus. But if we endure tribulation, if we have to go through a time of, of, of trials and struggle, we're going to be physically prepared. We ask you to continue to continue to spiritually prepare us with the faith to stand up and say, yes, I'm a child of God. I will not deny Christ, even if it means death. Prepare us. In Jesus' name. Everybody said a big amen. Come on, give Jesus a big hand clap today. We love you. Wednesday night service.